I'm so honored this morning that uh, that pastor would have me to share with you all this morning. Um, you know, I, I'm very, very proud of our church. And if, if you're proud of our church this morning, would you just give our church and our pastor staff a, a round of applause? You know, our, our pastor has done a great job of growing um, people that have been called into the ministry and, and giving them opportunities, and, and I'm very, very proud of that. Uh, I, you don't see many churches that are growing young ministers today. It seems to be more about me and mine. Well, this morning, I want to tell you about my church and how much that you need the church. And, and that's the capital C church, but that's, that's right here at Freedom Point. And the Lord laid this on me because I want to encourage our staff. Because they have been encouraging to me. And I love you guys for it. You guys don't know how much you mean to me and my family. And I know that that represents a lot of people here this morning. That because of their sacrifice, and here's the thing, that's our church's sacrifice as well. And it doesn't matter how many titles you carry, it's how many toilets you'll clean. That's what it takes to be a church. So I want to share with you in scripture this morning, Luke chapter 5, and, and this is where Jesus has went into the wilderness, and he's went in the wilderness to pray. And it starts there at verse 17, it says, one of those days as he was teaching, there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, who had came from every village and town of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal them. And behold, some men were bringing on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed. And they tried to carry him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him in with his stretcher through the tiles in the midst right in front of Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, I pray, Lord, that this message... Father, that it would speak to somebody. Father, if it's someone here, God, that needs to step up and serve. If it's someone, Father, that needs to follow the vision of this church. God, if it's because someone has someone on their heart that they need to bring to you, I pray, Lord, you would give them the strength through your word today. Give me the strength, God. I ask this in Jesus' name. And amen. You know, just imagine. Here, here are four friends. And what a friendship that these guys must have had, that they loved this man enough that they said, hey, look, you can't walk to the Lord, but we're going to pick you up and we're going to take you to him. I want to know how many of you all have somebody that's lost in your family this morning? How many have friends that are lost? Guess what, church? Here's the next question. How many of you all are believers in Jesus this morning? Hey, listen, that's, that's our problem. Because there's not enough people that are lost here this morning. It's not our pastor's job. It's not our youth pastor's job. It's not the worship pastor's job. It's our job to pick these people up and bring them to the Lord. Because sometimes they're too weak. Sometimes they're already churched. And listen, we live in a churched community. A lot of people have heard the gospel of Jesus. But have they really experienced? 
experienced the love of Jesus. And I want to show you what love is. Just imagine, we're looking up at the ceiling and all of a sudden it begins to crack and it begins to fall and the lights begin to fall and all of a sudden we're going, what is going on? And it's because they're lowering their friend down to exactly where the Lord could be. Can you imagine that today? That's how we ought to be. And listen, I know that during a pandemic, it's really tough. I know that we can't do all this door-to-door stuff, but you know what? Six feet is six feet. I want to be closer to the Lord, and I want somebody to know, hey, look, I'm not who I used to be. I'm glad of who I am now, and they need the church. What if we could have that same passion? I know we can't go to door to door, but hey, we can text. We can message somebody. We can encourage them. We can drop them a letter at the door. We can give them a Christmas gift. You know, my heart breaks this morning because my mom and Janelle can't be here. But I also know there's a lot of people that were here when this church was first established, Pastor. That because they believed in a vision and what God told them to do, they helped establish Freedom Point Church. Because if it wouldn't have been here, I wouldn't have been healed, Pastor. I wouldn't have had a place to come and grow and meet my wife and have a loving family. And I'm not just talking about my mom and dad. I'm talking about my godly father and my church family. Imagine those people haven't been out since March. It's not their responsibility. It's mine. It's yours this morning. All you got to do is say, Hey, would you send me a list of numbers and addresses? We ought to flood those people's doors. We ought to be loving on them. He's just put a burden on me because you know what? I've not done what I'm supposed to do, Pastor. But you know what? I'm going to do a better job myself. This message isn't to step on anybody's toes. It's stomping all over mine. Because it's our job to help these guys do what God has asked them to do. You know, I never asked for a single meal during quarantine. And I don't know if you guys know, but John and I, we've been positive for COVID. And, and not, not a single meal. I didn't call anybody. I didn't ask, hey, would you? It was every day somebody knocking on my door and dropping a meal. Now, check this out. There was one day, it was really warm that week, thank God, because five kids being stuck in a house, thank you, Lord, for the warm weather. We were all outside, and the kids were playing. They were all over the place. And Beth Ann pulls up, Beth Ann Johnson pulls up, and John is going, Kids, hurry, hurry, get in the house. <laughs> Beth Ann goes, I thought I was the one who had the plague. <laughs> but that's love. I didn't ask Beth Ann, hey, Beth Ann, would you? We can't go to the grocery. She just did it. You know, I was talking to Flora this morning, and Flora said, I wish there was more I could do. You know, she never hesitates to make a meal. Never. And she's not in great health herself. But let me tell you something, that inspires me. I want to be more like that. And listen, that's what the church is all about. Is when you're down, when you're hurting. Hey, look, we need each other. How many times have you heard our pastor say, we are hashtag what? Better together. 
I just want to reinforce that. I was talking to my father-in-law yesterday. I said, I said, Poppy, I don't know if I need to preach this because I feel like it's been preached enough. He said, good, you support your pastor and do it. If that's what he's laid on you, you do it. That's what we need. That's what we need is each other. You know, we need each other for the truth. And, and as Pastor Dwight shared this morning, I remember the story of the woman at the well. She knew who she was. <laughs> and here's the thing. She went to this well, guess what? By herself. Now, why do you think she did that? Because she needed to be alone. And that's where Satan wanted her to be was alone and ashamed of who she was. But guess what? I'm so glad that in Scripture Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria. He knew that she would be there. I'm glad that I decided one time, I'm going to go to Freedom Point Church. And God said, I'll be right there. And that's where you need to be. And he met her there and he said, Woman, where's your husband? And she said, I have no husband. He said, you're exactly right. You have five. Let's see, that's exactly what Satan wants us to do. Is when we're off to ourselves, we hide our sin. So we need each other to tell each other the truth. I need you to look me in the eyes and say, Hey, Chris, you need to straighten up, bro. That, that's not what the Lord called you to do. I'm glad my wife sometimes has to stomp on my toes and go, Hey, look, you need to straighten up. I know that Angie, a lot of times, you can see the look she's giving Sean when he's up here. We need each other for the truth. And I'm so glad when somebody comes to me and says, what do you think about this? Listen, you know the best answer then is, let's pray together. Let's pray together because here's the thing. In Proverbs 28, 13, I want to share this scripture with you real quick. Proverbs 28, 13, it says, He who covers his transgressions will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes his sins will obtain mercy and grace, is what another, is what another translation shows. we got to share it with each other. Hey, listen, Jesus said, you must confess with what? Your mouth in order to be saved. It's important for us to share what we're going through. Listen, here's the thing. I can't tell you the number of times I've pastored other churches and people go, you know, the church really let me down. Well, guess what? Did you even reach out to them? Did you even let them know what you're going through? We can't read your mind. God knows where you're at. We want to be there with you. That's what the church is all about. You can't just hold that stuff in. You know, Satan wants to keep you alone. It shows there in Matthew 4, 1. Jesus was in the wilderness, and he was doing what? Fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And he was by himself so that he could spend time with the Lord. And guess who showed up? Here comes Satan, and he said, Well, I bet you're hungry, aren't you? How about you turn those stones into what? Bread. He knows exactly how to get you when you're hungry, when you're alone, and when you're ashamed. But guess what? If the church is there with you, we're stronger together. We need each other. I'm glad to know that I'm not a bit ashamed. I was going through the hardest time of my life, Pastor. And 
had no shame. When the Spirit began to move, I didn't just stay sitting back there in the back. I came on forward. And I'm glad to know that so many of you all gathered around and prayed for me. You may not have knew exactly what I was going through, but you came and prayed. And then when I shared, you bared my burdens. That's what His Word says. We bear each other's what? Burdens. If you would, let's look at John chapter 3, verse 18. It says again the next day, or he who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. So it's talking about fellow helpers. We need helpers in the truth. You know, here's the thing. If, uh, if we looked at, at John, and, and John the Baptist was definitely a called man. And here he was in the wilderness baptizing and leading so many people to Jesus. But guess what? He got weak. He's just like us. How many have doubted this morning? How many have doubted? Be honest that you've doubted your salvation once in a while. Hey, guess what? You're normal. You're just human. Because John was in prison for what he had done, serving Jesus and sharing the gospel. And when he was in prison, guess what? He was there, he was alone, and he felt like no one cared. How many feels like no one cares sometimes? That's the truth. And guess what? He said he sent two, two of his disciples to Jesus and said, Are you who we speak of? Or do we need to start sharing about someone else? I'm glad to know that Jesus sent two because we need each other back to John. When he was in his weakest moment, he needed the truth. And he told him, he said, guess what? The deaf hear, the blind see, the lame walk, and the dead rise. I'm glad to know that Jesus sends the truth. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And sometimes we need each other to be reminded of that because I get a little bit weak sometimes. You get a little bit weak sometimes. But I'm glad to know when I'm down, you'll be there to pick me up. I want to be the same. But guess what? If you don't tell me, we don't know. We don't know. You need the church for power. You know, there's power in numbers. If it weren't so, then Jesus would have just stayed on the earth as a man. Because there's only so far that his feet could go. But I'm glad that he went back to the Father and he said, I must need send the Comforter. The Holy Spirit allows it to be everywhere. To reach everyone. If numbers didn't matter, then how many people came to know Jesus on the first day of Pentecost? 5,000. Numbers matter. There's power in numbers. The church brings power. You know, Mark 6, Mark chapter 6, verses, starting with verse 6, it says, And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. And he called the twelve to himself and began to send them out two by two. That's important. Hang on to that. And gave them power over unclean spirits. We need each other. Because they were going, God, why can we not heal somebody? And here's the thing. God can take someone, just one person, and do miraculous things. 
but He wants the church to be together. If it weren't so, the entire New Testament starts with what? The life of Jesus. But then it's all Paul's letters to the church saying, you need to build a church and you will build it upon the rock and it will be upon the foundation of Christ and you will lean on each other. You will encourage each other. You will lift each other up and you will do what? Share the gospel. It's our responsibility. And it says they did it with no extra shirt. you got to love them where they are. A lot of the Pharisees and Sadducees, they wore bells and whistles and looked like something great. But you know, I'm just like little Zacchaeus. Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going home with you today. And I will sup with you. You know what? How many of you all would be honest? Just be honest. you got a lot of acquaintances here at church that's not what God intended I'm glad to know that it was probably my second week here and pastor said hey Chris let's have lunch together that's one on one because I need him and he wanted to share the truth with me that's what we need to do Hey, here's the thing. I know that we can't go sit down in a restaurant, but you know what? It's about to get cold outside. We can all do something together. Be creative. You need to come up with ways to hang out with each other, to embrace each other. You go look on our Facebook page. It's full of pictures of smiles and people having a great time. You know why? Because it's the church. We need each other. You know, I'll never forget last year, my, my sister and my brother-in-law, I wouldn't be a bit of ashamed to say, they tell you. They've, they've been involved in church, but not like this church. Not like this church. And the first place that they came was on Friend Sunday. And they got to see everybody interact, and they said, man, there's something about this place. I want to be a part of that. Listen, maybe you need to be a member of this church. And I'll tell you why, because you can't do what Satan's trying to make you think and that you can worship at home. Hey, listen, I know that we've got a lot of people that are watching online, and that's great. But it's like what Pastor preached last week. You need to enter into the gates. You need to experience the cloud that's heavy from the Holy Spirit as it comes down. Moses was in the tent, and he was showing those people. He said, I will go to the tent, and I will talk to the Lord. And it said a cloud came down, and they saw the cloud because the cloud represented the Spirit of God. And that's what it takes is all of us coming together and experiencing the truth and the spirit you know our our our, our logo here and, and our vision that pastor has shared is free to worship I believe we do a pretty good job of that I mean agrees we do a pretty good job of, of worshiping man it's incredible but what about the other two are we really being free to serve are we really being free to love you know I'll tell you something this will blow your minds I've got a good ministry friend that he said you know I got talked into going into a revival one day he said I was about 19 years old I didn't believe in Jesus he said and he kept talking about love he said and in my mind I just kept going this is ridiculous 
I see these people, and they're everyone hypocrites. But he said that he left that church service alone, and he went into a Wendy's in the back corner, and he said he saw that same preacher walk in. And said there was a poor little family that came in behind with five kids. And said that the mother was trying to find the money to pay for all the things they wanted. And said that preacher paid for every bit of it. And he went over and had prayer with that family. And he said, that changed my mind. He was sitting alone. But he saw love and service. That's what we need to do, church. You know, the the church brings power and and there's power in numbers. Listen, God is a trinity. He's a threefold. He could just be God by himself, but he wanted to be the ultimate example. God the creator, God the father, God the son, and God the Holy Spirit. This morning, the Holy Spirit may be dealing with you and you may be going, I don't know that I really believe. I don't know what's going on here. Listen, let me tell you something. That is God knocking at your heart. He is real and that's why you need to be in this place and experience and worship together because that makes him real to us we can feel him you need the church for sacrifice you know in Leviticus the high priest would take two goats one would represent sacrifice and one the forgiveness of sin Or the removal of sin. You know, here in a little bit, you know, pastor's already shared with you about the altar call. I'm just going to lay it out there. I believe somebody's here this morning that probably wouldn't come to the altar by themselves. I know, I've been there. But I'll tell you what, the person sitting to your right or your left, they'll go with you. And that's why, because I'm reminded of in the Old Testament, when they were up there on the mountain and God was telling them, you go on into the promised land. And he said, you know what? We'll send two by two spies in. And so many of them were saying, we're afraid. They'll destroy us. We don't deserve it. But it's because you had those two that went together and said, I believe we can defeat them because God's on our side. Listen, this morning, you take that person with you. You come down here and you claim your victory. We need 3 a.m. friends. I'm glad to know if I need somebody, I can call my pastors at 3 a.m. I'm glad to know that. But you know what I'd really prefer? Is for one of you all to call on me. If we're not doing that, we're not being a church, guys. I just really feel that heavy on my heart, Pastor. These guys take on so much. It's our responsibility. If I've got a water leak or you've got a water leak, listen, I don't have a clue, but I'll come bring towels, whatever it takes. i got a cell phone, I'll call somebody while you're trying to fix it. I don't know. I can drive a nail. There's a lot of guys here that are called to do a lot of things. The Lord's give us all kinds of talents. I believe there's people that need to be up here singing. 
I believe that there's people that need to be helping serve in the children. I believe there's people that need to be helping in the nursery. I believe that there's people that need to be praying for our pastors. I believe there's people that need to be drawing people in so that there will be lost souls here on the altar. That's what a church does. Jesus didn't do life by himself. He had those disciples with him at all times. Why do you think he did that? To teach us. You know, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. It says, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Romans 12, 10 through 13 Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, that phileo love, and honor giving preference to one another. You know, Jesus shares later in Matthew 12, 49 through 50, you need the church because you need a family. He said, any man or woman who does the will of my father is my brother or sister. You may feel like no one cares. And if you were really honest, guarantee somebody in here is struggling with depression or anxiety because they feel like they're not good enough. Let us surround you. That's what the church has been to me. That's what these guys have been to me. I want to encourage them this morning. And I believe we need to get behind them because check this out. Here's the last thing. The church is an army. You need the church because you need to be a part of the army. This was given to me by my mother-in-law from her daddy who established many a church of God. And if you look at the title, this is based on the history of the church of God. And it says, A Mighty army. Listen, I'm glad to know that Gideon, he went down and he said, God, I believe that we need to defeat them. And he said, how many do you have? And he said, we've got 32,000. And God said, that's too many. He said, if you bring that many, I won't get the glory for it. He said, so here's what you do. You separate them by saying, who's afraid? And it said that 20,000 went home. I'm glad to know that there was only 10,000 left. And God said, that's still too many and he said here's what you do you take them down to the river and you break them in half one half will kneel down that's how they'll show they're afraid but the other half will take that water and they'll drink it with their hands I'm glad to know I've got a church that I can come and I can experience living water and it took 10,000 all the way down to 300 guess how many the new building's going to hold right at about 400 right God's going to do something incredible through us. And guess what? He sent this mighty man of God to be Gideon so that we would all stand up and we would support him and we would encourage the vision that he's given which is to love and to worship and to serve. But if we're just coming here for ourselves, Pastor, we're not doing what God's asked us to do. I'm glad I can come experience the Lord. But I want to do his work because that's what blesses me. That's what will bring protection upon my family. It's what will lead kids to want to be a part of this church. It will make them and generations to come. 
come, maybe new pastors and new ministers and maybe maybe new churches. Listen, I'll give you, I'll just tell you the truth. I shared this with our pastor. I know we've got a new church coming. I believe God's going to do even greater things, pastor. I really do. I really do. I had a vision that, that, that the youth room was absolutely filled. And if you've not been to the new church and seen how big this room is, I'm telling you, you take a lot of people. I believe in my heart, we'll have to have two youth services because it won't be able to hold them all. I believe that, Pastor. And guess what? It says that Gideon told those 300, let's all stand this morning. I want to show you something as they'll come to do the music because we're going to be an army. And we're going to be an army that stands behind our Gideon. And he said, hey, look, if you'll take and hold up your torch. So I want you to hold up your torch this morning. It said, if you'll take and hold up your torch. And it said, when you shout, you do it together. So this morning, that's what I want you to do. We're all holding our torches. Because if you're a believer in Jesus, I'm glad to know the fire's on the inside, Pastor. I've already been baptized with water. Listen, I'm praying I can be baptized with fire. I believe that's what somebody needs to do this morning. I believe there needs to be a baptism of the Holy Ghost. I believe that we need to join together as a church. And here's what we're going to do. He said, if you'll hold up your torch... And you'll just begin to praise and shout. And what happened when they did that? It said that enemy that was thousands more than them, they began to, guess what, fight themselves. I'm glad to know this morning the battle's not mine. And my burdens are your burdens. And what I'm struggling with, you're struggling with. And let's bear each other's burdens. So this morning, let's all hold our torches. Let's give the Lord a praise. And let's follow our Gideon.